Broads, this episode is sponsored by Stamps.com. There is nothing more valuable than your time, so why would you waste even one second of it at the post office when you really don't have to? That's right. Thanks to Stamps.com, you can forget going to the post office altogether. That's because when you use Stamps.com, the post office comes to you. You can do everything you would normally need to do in person right from your home computer. You can compare shipping rates and speeds, create labels, and schedule pickups all from your living room. And on top of saving time, Stamps.com will also save you money because you'll get access to special savings like 40% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS rates. Stop overpaying for shipping with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code CHATTY for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click at the mic at the top of the homepage, and enter code CHATTY. And welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca Un, two, three. Oh, Christmas. What do you think? Hmm. It doesn't have the bite. It's very smooth. Like, it's very, like, relaxed. Mm-hmm. We're drinking hams. I don't even know what this is, but he brought in the hams. I love it. America's classic premium beer. Born in the land of sky blue waters. Oh, I like I like the branding. The vibe is very How cool. Is that? Brewed in true family tradition from purest water and choicest barley malt grain and hops. It's very... It's, like, so easy. It does, there's no bite so to it. So, Evan was making fun of me because... He'd never heard of hams and he was like, why did you choose this? And I was like, well, because this was a $4 six pack and Miller Lite was $6.99. I mean, that's almost double. Almost double. But he was teasing me because Beck and I just had a nice little couple's dinner. And he was like, you're about to drop on your couple's dinner and then you're going to squabble over $3 <laughs> on the six pack. But it's a nice surprise, I will say. And hams is good, dude. This is what I, this was my college brew. 1865, college brew. dude. Since the Civil War. That's actually kind of crazy. That's insane. I'm sure it it looked a little different back in the day. It's actually really cool. It was like in a barrel. Yeah. Room temp, too. Now it's only good if it's fucking cold. What's your favorite beer? PBR and Bud Heavy. Oh, those are good. (laughs) Pretty good. Hams is up there. (laughs) Old German. Like, I don't know. Miller High Life. Cheap American lagers. I like rice beers. I don't know. I'm like, it's funny going to, I went to college in um, Portland and at the time was the microbrewery capital of America. Of course, especially during like college for us, dude. dude it was like totally at that time. Everything was IPAs and dude coming, coming back to LA, the only like craft beer that was on tap was Lagunitas. Oh yeah. Or like Sierra Nevada. Mm. That was Remember stone. Yeah. That was the that was the stuff that was on tap. It mm. wasn't like all of these different companies that everyone was like fighting over to get like their kegs and breweries yeah. everywhere. That was like a Pacific Northwest experience. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then like we went. We, I remember having these conversations with my friends where they're like, "Dude, we're like supposed to like all this fancy beer." It's like we don't actually like it. He's like, "I'm I like Budweiser," and I was like, "Dude, yeah. I am." with you i love uh i love the the light beers now 
But I will say when I was 22, I liked the IPAs because it would get you drunk fast. Yeah. So if you went to one of those nice spots and you pounded an IPA, you'd be like wasted in two beers. Do you know what I drank when I was younger if I wanted to get drunk? Steel Reserve or Mickey's or like Old English or fucking like all the 40s, King Cobra. But you had to drink a lot of it. That was high school. Edward, what Edward's... uh, Edward Forty Hands. Edward Forty Hands. Yeah, I never played. I had at least <laughs> self-control not to do that. Because I was like, man, I definitely don't want to be that kid who's like yeah. too drunk with 40s taped to his hands. I but always we had, were those kids. I mean, I, let's be real. Like, I, maybe we didn't have the taped hands, but like we were whatever equivalent there was. I was the kid like walking into the, walking into CVS with my sweatshirt. You'd have your hands in the pockets. So there's room between like your chest and stomach and yeah. like where your hands are. And, um, I would, uh, take handles and shove it up my sweatshirt and hold it underneath my hand. I put two handles under my sweatshirt and then just walk out and you couldn't tell that there were two handles under there. And if like, if all the hand, if all the hard alcohol had caps on it, that's when I would steal like a couple of forties. Would you buy anything though to kind of make it look not at all? I, just I, I would in. imagine if you're like a store owner and you see like a kid walk in, look around, kind of disappear for a second, then walk out with their with their hands like in their shirt, like they're like the kids. No, the hands something. weren't in my shirt. My hands were just in my pocket. I just looked like I walked in and I'd walk out. It didn't look like we had anything. Now, question: Was yeah. this? Yeah. <laughs> so was this because of a because you didn't have because you were a broke teenager or was this for the thrill? Both. Also, how are you going to buy that much? I mean, like. Beer didn't make sense financially for like high school kids. Like if you're going to pay someone to go buy you alcohol, buy hard alcohol. Right. Beer's not going to get like $20 worth of beer isn't going to get you nearly as drunk as $20 worth of vodka. Of course. Of course. I just wasn't sure if it was like, it was more for the experience of theft. Part of it was that. There was a sure. definite thrill. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. realistically, you probably could have asked your mom for But there was a practicality for, for like, to it. Yeah, for me, the drinking was always, like, a friend's house. They did, you know, like, the parents they just, just had, had booze, and it was just, like, you just grab a bunch. I never resorted to theft. I, I'm trying to think if I ever stole anything. I mean, I stole maybe some packs of gums, but, like, I never actually committed, like... Packs the, of gums. That, that's what I mean. Like, I was, like, six, you know what I mean? And I'd grab it, and then, like, my mom would know, you know? But I'm trying to think if I ever, like, actually stole anything. I don't think I ever did. I went through a, I went through a, a phase when a I was... theft phase? When I was a little kid, yeah, like, um, when I was, like, a really little kid, like, so sus, but, like... Stealing Pokemon cards from my friends. Sure. Oh, from stuff, your friends. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> you were. Oh, so you weren't. You weren't stealing from the man. You were stealing from your, your loved sus, ones. But that was when I was like. <laughs> that was when I was like eight, and then that didn't. You know. Did you I get busted? Got, like, did your mom be like, "Hey, where did, did these come from?" I got busted by my friend's mom. Oh. Stealing from my friend, and there was like an intervention. That was really embarrassing. That was a really tough one to recover from. That never really fully recovered, but. Um, shoplifting was like shoplifting never really came into full effect till it was like high school parties and it was like if you, I mean there was kind of a thing like if you wanted to party you had to steal the alcohol yeah and there was like a group of people that like kind of knew how to steal alcohol yeah and that was like you know I remember my friend got caught my friend got caught and he got taken into like the back security room mm. and it was this moment of like 
what are you guys actually gonna, gonna do right he's 16 like yeah what? you can't do anything like what are the cops aren't gonna do anything about it the store no can't cares. do anything about it they just like called his parents and his parents were just like you're a fucking idiot and that was kind of the end of that okay so i let me ask you this then you're a parent if ruth's 16 <clears throat> and she gets busted for stealing booze do you tell her because you're realizing now like she wants to party and you telling her she can't is not going to work. No. Do you become the, the if you're going to party, party at my house? Or do you try to lay down the line and say you're too young to be partying? Or do you just let her figure it out? Like, what's, what's the move? I have no idea. Because 16's young. 18's one thing. 19, 20, you're kind of in that realm now. But 15, 16, dude, like, you're still a baby. I would be more like, let's talk about alcohol. And I'd be more so right. like, why are you like me looking back on that stuff? I'm more so like there were a lot of situations where I was being, I was being the, I was the one being, I was the one in the risky situation. It's like, it's, it's like, okay. Like when you say like, oh, there's a group of friends, like what I was just saying, oh, there's a group of people who know how to steal alcohol. Yeah. It's like, well, because everyone else isn't putting them in the position putting themselves in the position to go steal alcohol. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. they don't want to risk it. But it's also like, when I was at that age, I was like, well, dude, like there's no reward without the risk in right. a certain way. Like we're all just going to sit at home with our thumbs up our butts. If we don't, like someone doesn't go out and do this. <laughs> we got to take action. So like, who's going to do it? You know, it's like, and there's also, I mean, we were watching movies where that was like sort of, you were taught, like, if you want to party in high school, you kind of have to do this. You have, like, a handful of avenues. Yeah. Did but, you did you play sports as a kid? Yeah. What would you play? I played, I mean, as a kid, I played well, No, like everything. junior high, high school. Junior high and high school. Well, high school, I was on swim team and water polo. And then, uh, like, junior high, I mean, like, I hardly count. Right. Because the like, school sports didn't mean as much in middle school. Sure, there was. Yeah, yeah. High yeah. school was pretty much. We were, I was on the I was on the water polo team and swim team. Water polo team and swim team. Yeah, because I do know that like different sports partied differently. Yeah, we partied for sure. Right, because like yeah. different sports were kind of a different thing. Like football partied, but there also was a seriousness to them depending on how good you were. Mm-hmm. Same with hockey. It was like middle bench, lower bench partied harder than first line. You know. Like they would, we would all party, but at the same time, it was like, there was a little bit more of like, do I want to go pro kind of mentality? So those kids tended to not go quite as hard, quite as long. And then also if like, if you got arrested, you might get kicked off the, t you know, there was that fear, but definitely different sports partied harder than other sports. Well, like, but I didn't really know any water polo people. There's no so money like, in water polo. There's yeah, no, so like, like there's no get, trajectory. <laughs> you could, excuse me. You could get like a college scholarship, but but then there's it ends no there. like right. money That's as true. a professional so water. So everyone's kind of knows like, well, we're not like headed. This is like a fun thing no. to keep me in shape and have a social aspect, but I'm not I'm not headed anywhere. Yeah, I mean, dude, we had also like the culture. What we were doing was so different. Like, we had a senior tradition called the Greeny Run, that was like um, when you were on varsity. If you were a junior, if you if you were on varsity as a senior, you got to do this event where you painted yourself green. Okay. Um, you got in you you went into the you went into the school pool 
and all got into like your speedos and like the girls did it too. They all got into the, you know, our swimsuits for water polo and the little hats that we wear. And we would cover ourselves head to toe in green paint. We were the Samuel High greenies. That was like the thing. Oh, wow. And the teachers would then leave and they'd go, okay, you guys have 30 minutes unsupervised to paint yourselves green. And that was the like 30 minute window to basically get as drunk as possible to then run around the pep rally painted green, hyping up like the school for the homecoming. This is just the swim team, the water polo team, the water polo team. Yeah. And we'd run around my school was like 4,000 people. And we had like a massive Greek theater. But every year there'd be like, oh yeah, there's the, they come out and just the seniors during the day. This is like 1 PM at school. 30 minutes unattended to paint yourselves green and just get completely drunk. So people would bring booze to school yes. as like that's the in moment. like Gatorade bottles and you so, just do it. And then later at the high school homecoming football game, the juniors and the seniors on the varsity team would all paint themselves green together and the same shit would happen. Was there anybody not into it? Kind of like, I don't want to do this whole green Fuck thing. no, dude. So it was, it was, a, you it were doing it. It was it. school. It was one of those like school traditions that had been happening for decades and you were being like inducted you're, into it and it was one it. of those things that was like it's unspoken but you're just fucking doing it and it's like an, it's a privilege and like the only rule is like you just don't want to be puking but even if you were the kid doing it it was like you were like protected in a certain way like you never got in trouble for that because it was sort of like sanctioned God, it. right? Yeah, way. it was like the it's almost your past it, like you can kind of do whatever you want right now it's like you gotta let the steam get blown out mm-hmm. or else they're going to like revolt. It's like, you got to like give them something. You can't not have the greenie run. You dude. can't have the greenie run. Okay. Broads interrupting the bros quickly. So the past few years, probiotic has become the buzziest buzzword in the health and wellness space. So much so that it became really unclear what they are, what source to get them from and how they work. Turns out, as with most things, not all probiotics are created equal, but Seed is here to help make sense of it all with their daily symbiotic. All right. You guys know I'm like the I'm the probiotic queen over here. Yes, and normally she is. I poo-poo at pill probiotics. Dude, Seed is the real deal. I actually had a friend recommend them to me. Their daily symbiotic is a broad spectrum combo of probiotics and prebiotics. And the capsule has 24 strains that have been scientifically studied in these specific doses to ensure effectiveness. And even the capsule is unique and intentional because it protects the probiotic strains through digestion to make sure they get to your colon so they can start working. And other capsules on the market do not work that way, which is why you may have taken a probiotic pill before and you've never felt the difference. Seed is designed differently, and that is why it works. Mm -hmm. And now to the best part, the benefits. Probiotics are known to support the gut, and of course, seed does that. You'll notice reduction in bloating, ease of digestion, but there's so much more. Seed will also help support your gut barrier, skin health, heart, so many other parts of your body. Uh, I started taking seed capsules maybe about seven, eight months ago, and I'm just so excited to see the difference, especially in my gut. Yes. My gut's been changed. (laughs) Heck yeah. Um, Start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com slash chatty and use code chatty to redeem 20% off your first month of Seed's daily symbiotic. That's seed.com slash chatty and use code chatty. So the CDC says we should all be eating six cups of fruit and vegetables a day. 
six. Okay. That feels like a lot, even on days <laughs> when I feel like I really got a lot of veggies and fruit in my day. Realistically, looking back, there's just no way that it's adding up to six cups. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. It's a hard number to hit. But facts are facts. And according to the CDC, people who eat healthy experience all kinds of health benefits, longer life, less risk of disease. And even though I want to be healthy, I don't have the time or desire sometimes to down six cups of kale yep. on a daily basis. I get it. I, I get it. That's intense. But with the help of Field of Greens, you can easily get in your daily greens because Field of Greens is a powder packed with a full spectrum of essential vegetables and fruits, plus science-backed herbs and prebiotics, everything you need to stay healthy paired with the convenience and ease of a powder that you can add to a glass of water, a smoothie, or whatever you feel like. And the powder dissolves easily and it makes it super, super easy to get your body what it needs to feel its best. Field of Greens works quick to broads, okay, in just maybe a few days after you start incorporating it into your morning routine, you might notice that you have more energy, feel more ready to take on the day, okay? Now I can't go a morning without it. Join us and take Field of Greens too. And to help you get started, we got you 15% off your first order plus another 10% off. Whew, when you subscribe for reoccurring, reoccurring orders. So visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code chatty. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code chatty, fieldofgreens.com, promo code chatty. What oh, was like. your, what was your uh, school, your senior trip? <sighs> my senior trip? Like, what do you mean? Did you guys have a senior trip? I don't know what that is. Like, like a lot of schools have like where the, the seniors kind of will put together a an event so some people go somewhere some if smaller schools will go overnight places you know what i mean like like we did disneyland and it was brutal like i but because what they do during this so disneyland puts together this thing called like senior night i think it's called and literally like a bunch of schools will go there and it's after hours so Whoa. you get there at like seven and you stay through the night like That's all night tight. but then i fell asleep on a bench at 3 3 a.m <laughs> <laughs> like you know you're doing your thing and then you get tired and it's like three or four and you're just like and i literally i was like hanging with friends and we were sitting on a bench and then i just woke up two hours later were you drinking were you guys like well yeah but i'm just saying like i was oh, just yeah, tired just, yeah i get that you know and it's like 3 a.m and you're in disneyland and you're kind of like it's fun but at the same time you're like sounds awful it, it was it's to me it sounded fun you know yeah. like oh and then it's like the reality of it is, is you're just exhausted and you're since 3 a.m. and you're like, it's cold and you're on a bench. <laughs> you're like, why am it's I not here? that tight? It's not that tight. No. Nah, I don't remember if we did anything like that. We had like a senior night. So what about a senior prank? Senior prank, our senior. Well, the school really cracked down on the year before ours senior prank, which was. Because they went hard. They went really hard, and it wasn't like a school-wide senior prank. The it was like the rambunctious friends, kids. Yeah. Yeah. A couple, it was like four kids. It was really well orchestrated, but they broke into campus the night before with like full-blown, like extendable, extendable like roller paintbrushes, and we have this like giant building. It was like three stories tall, and it had the like it had like different school years over it and it said like uh something like Samo High Vikings and they changed it to say um uh oh they rewrote the VI to say 07 Kings and then drew a blunt coming out of the Vikings mouth and painted yeah so it had to be like redone yeah, it was like, like a had, shitload of money for the school like to redo it. Thousands of dollars to like strip it and have a have a painter come out and like redo mm -hmm. the art. 
and they had those kids arrested. <gasps> the whole thing because it was so stupid what ended up happening. But they like showed up somehow. The school found the fucking receipt for their paint cans oh or some my shit. Gosh. And then they take it back to the store and they found the like footage of them checking it out and they like found the kids, but it was like four people and it was just like Mind the kid who orchestrated it became like a stock day trader and is like killing it. <laughs> of course. He was our drug dealer too. He's who put me on deck when I was in high school wow. selling selling ounces of weed. You know what's so funny you say that? I was uh, I was talking to a buddy today, um, and he was telling me about this drug dealer friend of his in high school. And he said, uh, he's like, yeah, he was like the sketchy guy. And, and he would, but I was, we were kind of homies a little bit. And he, um, he, he was trying to turn me on to Bitcoin in like, what a good friend 2012. And he's like, dude, but, but the only reason why the friend did the Bitcoin was drugs. So it was like, that's how the drug dealers paid each other for some people. Now they're fucking rich probably. So check this out. So he goes, so this, you know, the drug dealer was trying to tell me about Bitcoin. He was kind of a burnout kid, but he was like kind of techie and he kind of knew some. And I was like, hey, man, you, you know, you, that sounds like some dark stuff for your drugs. They're like, hey, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. He ran into the guy like 10 years later. He had like $40 million that he had cashed out of Bitcoin. He was like super wealthy and had like. He's a, like, I tried to yeah. tell you, dude. <laughs> it's like, it's those kids, funny to think of. This like, is <laughs> the thing is like those kids where you're like, that kid's a drug dealer when you're a teenager he's, and you're well, like, an that's bad news. He's an entrepreneur. He's a, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not that every one of them is. No, but, but like some of those guys are a like. A good amount of them are bad influences and whatever. But it's funny to think there are probably a good amount of kids in high school who are like drug dealers who just are like, well, this is an interesting way to like make money and I'm going to like, I built this business and I'm just going to use that in my real life one you day. You do build a business. Dude, when I went into uh -huh. college, <laughs> so I mean. When I was when I was selling drugs in college, we were been like <laughs> we um I like had sold in freshman year and then I was like sophomore year I was like, nah, I'm not gonna do this, I'm not gonna do this anymore. And then junior year, my friend who had been selling weed all through high school had continued like all afterwards and was like like he ended up buying property for himself in Northern California and like started like a weed farm and all this shit. He was like, dude, like I'll front you like a pound and you, you know, you can take as long as you want. You just owe me this much. And what he was going to give it to me for, I was like, bro, like I could undercut everybody. Right. And I was like, Fuck yeah. Like, let's but do you're this. To, like, you're trying to be a good guy. I won't, you know, I was just like, I called my friends and they were at the time, the price of an eighth of weed at my college was $35. And I was like, I'll sell it to you for 20 bucks. Right. And all my friends who sold weed were like, fuck it. We don't need to sell weed anymore. They're like 20 bucks for an eighth. Like who the fuck cares about selling weed anymore? And me and my buddy became the only two dealers on like at, through our like, you know, hundred people. And we were just like, cool. We don't need to pay for our weed anymore. Right. Or right. like any of that. And it was just like, we took like the business I mean, it's it's not complicated. It was just like supply and demand. If yeah. you can have a bigger supply and feed the demand and undercut the rest of the market, like you take over. Right. That's basic business economics. Of course. That's all it is. That's but it so was funny. like you become, you know, you, you just start to think about other things like that where you like look at other industries. I look at it all the exact same way, whether it's like t-shirts or whatever you're selling you have the price you buy it for and whatever the market price is that you sell it for how can if you buy in bulk you get it for cheaper right right and you just have to have the demand well speaking of 
Yeah, speaking of supply We're rocking and demand. the merch, baby. Our merch and is actually, sick, dude. as of this time, this episode dropping, the merch <laughs> will have dropped. Or yeah. dropping in a couple hours, depending That's on when right. you're listening to this. This Friday, or this is Friday. Friday, Friday morning. Friday. Friday. It's going to get merch on Friday. Friday. Going to get merch on Friday. And then what's your shirt say? Mine says Chatty Bros in a dope, you know, spray painted kind of. You know, what would this what be? Kind that, of mall art. What is that? I was going to say, it reminds me of when like our friends would have like bar mitzvahs or like birthday parties yeah. and they had the airbrush guy. It's or it's like a you know, like like airbrush tees. Yeah, airbrush tees, or it's like a mall uh you know, photo. It I has that look. It. It's a vibe. And the, the sleeves too. Show them the sleeves. Sleeves are fire. We got the The sleeves are super fire. Ooh. That's a, that's one of my favorite pieces. Yeah, this is sure. a great piece. And, and then, then yours. Mine says I'm a hoe for chatty bros. <laughs> Which I think is so sick. And then let me see the hat. And the hat. Cow- a pink cowboy hat that says chatty vibes. bros. Sick vibes, chatty a bros. Oh, uh, whatever. We're so excited. I mean, dude, we it's got been, the rest whatever. on the, Go website. the website. It's going to be sick. We've been pumping this. We've been teasing this for a while, but I and think we dropped it's some worth photos it. today. And there's a tube top version of the there I'm a hoe a for chatty top. bros, which is fire. Yeah. It's sexy to say the least. Um, we got some hats. We have thongs. Thongs. Those, those are, are sick. Fucking sick. Those yeah, are so those are sick. Yeah, um, I'm excited about this merch. I'm super pumped. We have some Von Dutch inspired hats. Yes, here. Check this out, dude. Bringing the trucker hat back. Aston Kutcher is oh, fucking jealous yeah. as fuck. I'll He's tell you that. He's quaking. He's quaking. Yeah. Sick. Too bad, We're Ashton. Stoked. We fucking brought. You may have made it popular in 2003. Evan and I are making it popular in it's back, 2022. Baby. Too bad for you, Ashton. We're stoked. Um, but our photo shoot's sick oh, too. Oh, photo shoot's gonna drop. We're gonna show you some more photos. Or did we already drop those? They've dropped, but they're gonna see today is the day they see the presidential suite. The presidential photo. suite <laughs> and, and the Vegas or no Vegas later. And well, Vegas came out. Oh, not on, Vegas. Sorry, uh, uh, private jet. Yeah. Anyway. Check our Instagrams because they're up right now. They're freaking tight, dude. The Vegas one, that was a really fun photo shoot. It was fun. We just did it in the studio. We did do it in Actually, the studio. Actually, no, we flew to Vegas and then we took the private jet and then we went to the presidential office. We hung out with Biden and we're like, hey, can we, do you mind if we just take a couple shots here? Kamala was like, I don't know. And Biden was just like, it's fine, dude. Yeah, These are, he, well, he was drinking hams. He it was listens. actually crazy. He listens. Mm-hmm. He's a bro. He's like, I've been drinking hams since 1865. <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude. College is is so weird to think about. Like one of the things I think about college is like your willingness to live horrifically. Yes. Like just in filth to eat horrific food to like, you know what I mean? Like you're just okay with, with absolute debaucherous behavior in slime. If you had $10 in college, would you save it for food or would you save it for beer? But it's not even about that. Answer it's, the question. No, no, beer, of course. But 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 also it's like you would just save it for whatever sounds good in that moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so for me, it's almost like it's more like a traveler. Mm. You know, it's like I'm here now. I landed here and I don't really care about where I'm going next. But like, you know what sounds really good right now is a burger. It How much almost, money do I have? Eight dollars. How much is the burger? Six dollars. Good. Buy it. Like, it there's not a thought of like, like I should probably save these six dollars. It's this, just like no, rip it, baby. This is like Eastern philosophy in a way of like live in the moment. Very in the moment. College is very in the moment. Very in the moment. That's probably the most like zen I'd ever been. 
Uh, and then food. <laughs> food was always, yeah. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> when I think of Grayston, I think of an eternal college guy. Stop. No, what, uh, what I mean is like, I could just see you. Like, you're still that way. I loved you, college. That's what I'm saying. You're still kind of that way. You're just like, dude, let's just be chilling, baby. Just everybody chill. Dude. That, that's what I'm saying. It's just summer camp. That's what I'm saying. I don't mean internal college. is like, you know, maybe you're still going to college. Well, I don't think you are. But I'm more like the, like the Van, vibe. Like Van Wilder. Yeah. Or like uh, what Chris Farley when he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm always seventh year. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> I can't honestly. If none of you know what we're even talking about, I feel so bad for you. Oh, if you didn't go to college, you mean? No, if like you're the movies we just oh, referenced. Like, if you old. haven't seen Van Wilder, or um, what's the one with with um, the Animal House? I don't think I know. That you one. never saw Animal no, House, I don't National think so. Lampoon's Animal House, where it's um, uh, who's one of the Blues Brothers? Um, he chugs like a whole handle of Jack Daniels at once in this you've never seen this movie no i don't think so it sounds so bad if i'm trying to recap it and you haven't seen it <laughs> you know what's so you know what's so animal house is a movie that would probably it would be on the cancel list oh, i'm sure today. dude every movie during like our college era was like it's like now. 70s or like oh. 80s oh dude all those movies comedy are central style yeah. like college frat movie my school didn't have fraternities my school was actually my graduating class from high school was 4,000 kids. My graduating class from college was like 175. Whoa. Or my, sorry, my class total in high school was 4,000. The graduating class was 990 something. Dude, mine's the opposite. This my graduating class. total was two, sub 2,000. It was like 17,500 in college. It was less than half the size of my high school. Mine was the opposite. My graduating class was like 150 in high school because I went to a really small school. Mm -hmm. And then in college, it was like 5,000. I went to like a huge school. Damn. So it was like completely opposite. But um, that's where my college felt like summer camp. Okay. Where it was like small. Yeah, and like yeah, 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 yeah. Grades were interacting. Like when I was my best friends, one of my best friends when I was a freshman, his older brother was um, a junior. So we were going to all the like upperclassmen parties oh, when okay. we were freshmen, but like the school was small enough that yeah. it was like you needed to integrate the other grades. Otherwise you just hung out with the same people all the time and it just wasn't oh, that interesting. Fun. Mine so was, was the opposite. It was like cool for that. Mine, my skill was huge. And like the, um, you know, I would sit in a, in a lecture hall and it would literally be like an, like a, like a venue. Like it would go up like this and there would be 400 <sighs> people in a class and like, and you would just see people dwindle off depending on how hard the class was. You'd just start and then the next class would be a little bit less. And then like two months later, it's like half. And you know what I mean? Then you're taking a final and there's like four rows because it's just like so many people applying and then like so many people dropping out or getting rejected or it's too hard. Whatever it was. That's such a trip. It was very I different. Was, so being in a small school, my major was the smallest major in the entire school. So what was my, your major? It was religious studies. My, that is fascinating to think you studied religion as a non-religious person I growing up. Studied, like that's so fascinating. I wanted to go into political science, and then I ended up. There were uh, classes in the department that counted towards the poli sci major, and I had taken Bible study. Bible is literature. <laughs> like that is crazy, dude. To think in you studied high school, Bible in wow. high school. I took it. It was first semester was Bible as literature, and the second semester was existentialism. 
So you'd read the Bible and then you'd read all these existential books, yeah. all these existential books, and then you'd sort of compare the two, which was really cool. It was like one yeah. of the more like life-changing classes I took. And then um, uh, poli-sci was the most popular, like it was the most in-demand major at my college. Makes sense because it goes in a lot of different places, lawyers, so whatever. Course, yeah. I didn't get on registering for class early. So I was just on like the wait list for everything. So I started taking these because I was like, well, the credits will still count towards poli-sci and mm. I can get into those next semester. And I just started loving what I was doing because we weren't studying religion in terms of like theology. Right. We were studying formations of religion of like, we were looking at historical time and place. We were studying trade routes. We were studying politics and we were looking at it like socioeconomically. Like what were, what was this, what role was this playing and why would this be written? What was the impact? Let's go to like, let's remove it from all of this and let's look at it on this like very fundamental level of crowd control. Let's look at it in terms of like these situations. And I was like, this is, endlessly interesting this is politics it sounds like your experience sounds like the literal opposite of mine in that like i went to school for for 98 practical reasons and you went to college for for like interesting reasons. oh i literally had this epiphany when i was like wait my entire life in school has just been like spoon-fed without question and college is the very first time in my entire life I get to decide what I'm going to learn. Interesting. And I remember I was like, I want to major in paleontology, which is studying dinosaur fossils. And right. I was really disappointed <laughs> that my school didn't have that. Dude, honestly, <laughs> honestly, broads, could you think of anything more Grayston than him going, dude, I want to study dinosaur bones. I was like Jurassic like that, Park. Let's that, go. No, that's what I'm saying. Like nothing is more you than being like, damn, you guys don't have paleontology. I was so bummed. <laughs> I don't know I why that kills so me, dude. It's so funny. And I here like, I am being like, I can learn about anything I want. I was like, let's learn about velociraptors and stuff like <laughs> I that. I was like, this it, is dude. tight. That's fucking amazing. But yeah, I wound up doing that. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. It was fun, dude. I had a lot of fun in college, but it felt like a summer camp. Like it really yeah. felt we had two year we had two year on campus housing requirements. Mm. So freshman year you got like they assigned you a roommate. You had that whole experience of like you're living with a random yeah. person or whatever. And it's like you're on top of each other. Second second year, you chose your roommate and you chose the building you wanted to live in. So all your buddies could decide to live in the same building together. Yeah. And it was like taking over an apartment complex wow. with 30 of your homies. And it was just like, that was crazy. That was like legit frat houses on campus. I don't have any... like a hippy-dippy school. I don't have any regrets, except one. What? And it's that I didn't, like, focus on making college a good time. Mm -hmm. I was, like, working every night and then doing school in the day. I was just grinding. And I was kind of like... I, now that I look back, I go, man, I really, I really kind of wasted those times being super practical instead of being like, dude, this is my time to kind of like fuck off, make mistakes, try things like 
You know what I mean? But I had it instilled in my head from for such a for such a long time that like you need to like work and be practical about college and all these things. And then it's funny because after I graduated, then I was like, oh, I don't want to do any of this. And then I went into music. You know what I mean? It's like I totally know. I should have just at eighteen been like, you know what I love to do? This. I'm gonna go do this. I... So it's like I'm grateful for like the work ethic that it taught me. But at the same time, I look back and I go, dude, like. I, it would have been so much more meaningful if I would have said like, forget the work or not forget the work, but at least like lower the work level, pick a major that it just is so exciting to me. And then just like have a blast in there and really soak it in. You know, I wish my regret is sort of, it's not quite the opposite. We probably needed to find the middle of the ground a little bit. More. I needed to find more of the center ground. I partied a lot. And I think like, I mean, I did fine in school, but like, I could have taken school slightly more seriously. To make it a little more, quote, worth it or whatever. Yeah, because it was like my attitude in college was like, I'm hardly trying and I'm doing pretty good. But it's an excuse and to have it, fun. It wouldn't have taken much more for me to be like, I could have gotten straight A's. Right. But I was like content with like, well, I have a 3.6. Like, who cares? 3.6 is really good. Yeah. But I was like. It's 4.0 straight A's. Yeah, but at a private school. I'm not like, you know, it wasn't like a, I think like at a private school, you also paying. So there's a sense. <laughs> they don't want to lose you. So there's like, a sense like it's, it's not, you know, sorry if you feel this way, but the truth is like, if you get a C at a private school, you might as well have been failing the class. <laughs> it's interesting. Cause it's the opposite for and me. When I was in get, school, my, my professor literally, I remember my, uh, my, um, corporate finance professor, he walked in and he goes, all right, here's the deal. I have tenure. I have two more years on my contract. This, this class is really hard and I have not a care in the world to pass one of you. It does not matter to me. So it's hard. Deal with it. There was 300 people in the class. I think there was 14 of us at the end. I, I had to pass, right? Because I couldn't afford like another semester or yeah. another. So I was like focused on passing and I had to grind to get it done. And it was really hard. But it's so funny. The opposite, opposite experience, like they, they, he could have literally been like, I don't actually it'll make my life easier if everyone fails because at least I don't have to grade papers. Dude, so I had, I had fucking, I had this experience my senior year. I am applying for graduation, proving to the school that I deserve to graduate. What do you mean applying for graduation? You have to fucking show that you graduate. You have to show that like, hey, here's all the classes I took. Here's the credits I earned. Here's the departments or here's the major departments that they apply towards. Is that every school has to do that? I don't know. Or does it maybe... My college... Dude, are you kidding me? Stop! It's that's, not that much that's beer. That's three for three. Three for three? What do you mean three for three? Well, two weeks ago we did it. Yeah. Huge spill. Sitting Huge on the blanket. Huge spill. That was didn't embarrassing. That, didn't last week with Jess there was a spill? I can't remember. <laughs> no Select recall. Plead no the fifth. I plead the, the fifth. fifth. Um, we did. We had. I, anyway, so we had to be like, okay, like you're graduating. Like you're, it was like you're applying to graduate for that semester. Okay. And you have to get approved to be like, okay, here's all the classes I took and here's the credits I earned. Here's the grades I got in them. Yeah. Um, and my advisor calls me in and he's like, you have not you you can't graduate and i was like why the fuck can i not graduate you need like 132 credits in the department some shit like that and i was like i have all the credits and he's like there's a class it's like a foundational class of the major it's called mm. like um god i just like this imprinted me i like somehow remember this research and like development or something where it was like you learn how to write a research paper and he's like, 
you, you don't, you didn't take that class. And I was just like, Kugler, his name was Robert Kugler. Coogs. At the time, my first two years of college, he was the head of the department. They switched department heads every two years. The second, the, the, during my second two years, this other guy, Paul Powers, they were, they were my two favorite professors. I took every class they taught at the school. I fucking loved them. So I was really close with them. They were also good friends. So they were switching off as department heads. They're both in the meeting with me and they're like, Grayston, like you didn't take, how did you get through here without taking research and development? And I was like, what are you talking about? Like we're reading research papers. I'm reading 2000 pages of research papers a fucking week. I'm obviously picking up how to write them. I'm writing them with you guys. Like you're whatever, like why would I need to take that class? And I was like, hold the phone. Secondly, Every single... By the way, guys, this is still a very hot topic for him. We, oh, dude, though, this, this fucking grinds my gears because I was like, every single semester, I have to declare my major on, a, on like a piece of paper and submit my class list to you. And do, they not, do they not have computers? Their job as my advisors is to ensure that my class list is in line with my major. Do these people not have computers? And I don't know. They had I mean, computers. How, how is this not like their a, job a database? But their job was to ensure that I'm on track to graduate from my major. And I was like, you fucking assholes are supposed to be the balance. You're supposed to check my dumbass to make sure I'm doing <laughs> you, it. You dumbasses need to check my dumbass my, to make sure our dumbasses are on the right track. Exactly. And I was like, <laughs> how the fuck did no one catch that I haven't taken the one well, class? It's because you guys are submitting your files on paper and clearly they're like in the 1820s. So like, it's like, everyone's like, I lost the paper. Where is your paper? I was just like, guys, that's the whole point that we have the advisor. You're, you're clearing me. Why would I need you guys to so be like... So what did like, they say? Well, so what they did was, dude, it was such bullshit. They oh, went, oh, here it is. They well, no, they went through and they were like, well, you know, like, why don't we just count this class as, no. you know, literally. Dude you, went, dude, you went to summer camp. They were like, let's just count this class as that and we'll get you out of here. Dude, this is summer camp. This is insane. I dude, love that. I, I want to go. I want to go they here. Were, they were my guys. And I was just like, I was just sitting with them and I was like, I was freaking out in their office. I was like, guys, like I can't be here for another semester. Like I can't fucking do this for another semester. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like this is a freshman class and y'all are about to make me <laughs> fucking your take. Fifth, you're in your I fifth like, year with the freshman? Like, you're going to make me come here for a fucking another year to take one course. Would your parents would have been pissed my parents would have been so goddamn fucking paying for pissed a full semester for you to i take already one had class. to take a summer school semester to make up because i had partied so hard my freshman year that the yes. second semester i got put on academic probation because yes. i went from earning like a 3.6 to a 1.8 <laughs> yes party but you know to me there was like that was the balances That's you the had balance. to learn i learned how to you know, do whatever. Just like if I wanted to do these things, you had to learn how to balance yeah. your life in these ways. But that's what I'm saying. Like if I look back on my college career, like I had fun. I had max amount of fun. No that's more amazing. fun could be had. I definitely could have taken the extra step to be like, let's not fuck up my bibliography and get an A on that essay instead of a B plus because I chose to fuck up the bibliography. By the way, bibliography is the most school-only word ever because bibliographies were such a thing. And then 
the second you stop doing school, you never use the word bibliography but again. <laughs> I have friends. I have one of my best friends is um, getting his doctorate from Harvard right now. And this motherfucker sends his like, we all read his essays. We'll take his class lectures. Wow. We'll like, he tests them out on all of us. Like That's we're awesome. super into it. He'll he'll show us his bibliographies are extensive. They're impressive. <laughs> they are extensive. His footnotes are impressive. It's like, dude, it's cool. kind of cool. I like, I have respect and you know, I get the esteem for like high level academia sure. where I'm like, I think it's pretty cool. I think, I think nerding cool. out on that shit is tight. So, so I dope. wish, and I went to a good college and I just wish I had, that's the other thing is I went to a fucking good school and I wish I had taken it more seriously because yeah. I, education, like the price point we put on it in the States, I'm like, man, dude, I had a really cool exclusive opportunity yeah. and I basically was like, I'm just going to take mushrooms and run around the woods and drink beer and school secondary. And wow. I'm just like, man, you know, I could have had them both. They, one of them didn't need to be primary. They could have just been on equal pedestals. Because, you know, balance is hard, though. and mushrooms and stuff, they really do go together. <clears throat> just ripping burritos, you know what I mean? Ripping burritos, Dude, baby. burritos. Is there a better food? I don't know. I would actually, I have a hard time. Cheeseburgers and burritos are up there for me as like ultimates. I was thinking about this the other day, like, like. You want another hams? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> what were you thinking about? I was thinking about uh, like desert island food. Uh-huh. And it's like, if you had to eat one food every day, it's only food you have. So this is delivered to you or you have to buy it. But let's say it's delivered to you every single day and you only have one option of eating. You cannot you cannot swap out the ingredients. You cannot do any of that. It just is what it is. I'd have to say that burritos would be my my go to. What kind of meat? Not because they're my most favorite even meal, maybe, but more just because I think I could eat a burrito every single day and be the most like that was tasty. I would say it's a bean and cheese potato burrito. What the fuck? With maybe some carne asada or chicken in there. A potato burrito? Wait, you don't like potato in your burrito? Like 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 a, a hash brown in a burrito? Oh my god, you San Diego. You don't like you hash brown San in a burrito? Bra. Absolutely. You I don't like hash brown in a burrito? I love a breakfast burrito, but Evan, let's get real here. I'm thinking of like a more Oh god, there's ice cold hams. No, because the 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 the, the potato kind of brings it to has a little morning to it. I don't disagree. So you can kind of so uh, I would I do like carne asada, potato, bean and cheese, and then maybe some like you know sour cream, whatever in there. And I think I could eat that every single day as my meal. I think like that would be because like pizza is delicious, but I don't think I could eat pizza every day. I think it'd be like oh, it's just kind of gnarly. But a burrito every day. So I've had because I had the event, I had that big event this weekend. Yeah. I've worked since Monday till today. Every day. Yeah. Every single day I've had an Al Pastor burrito from the taco spot right across the street. Every day I go to work, that's what I have for that's lunch. That's what I'm saying. That's amazing. I think at the old climbing gym I worked at before I started before I started mine, I also had an Al Pastor burrito every single day that I was but on that, That's pork, yeah? Yeah. The, I mean, burritos are it's incredible. the other white meat. It's, it, the burritos are unbelievable. And they're my favorite. So then, okay, let's talk about this. Super simple beans, rice, little onions, yes. cilantro, oh. al pastor, little and, salsa, and, and, no cheese. And we feel bad that. for you, non-Californian broads. Dude, y'all don't get it. I will say this: 
There is a difference, man. Like oh. Southern California Mexican food is so Superior. different than any other in America. Even like Tex Mex is different. Like Southern California Arizona Mexican food, get it. New Mexico no doesn't one get it. Understands. Texas doesn't get it. San Francisco certainly doesn't understand we, what they're we, talking we, about at all. We feel bad for you. We love you. And if you if you know, send us your address. We'll send you a burrito. Um, Nevada has no clue. Telling you because you go into San Francisco and they put American cheese, they put shredded American cheese yes, in the in the things start to change. What the fuck is that, dude? Um, okay. It's good, I won't lie, but that's Taco Bell. Right, exactly. They exactly. stole their recipe from Taco Bell. <laughs> okay, broads, interrupting the bros once more. You all know that we love an accessory, okay? Any chance I get to add a little bit of something to an outfit, you can pretty much count me in. And lately, and kind of unexpectedly, I have been living for a watch moment. I have one on oh, right yeah, now, and I've so got a cute. movement one on, okay? I mean, function meets fashion, and truly, you get a wristwatch, and I'm obsessed. One brand has really been impressing me lately when it comes to watches, and that is Movement, the watch yeah, I am great. wearing. They're amazing. Movement started in a tiny apartment in Southern California with one goal in mind, to create quality watches at fair prices. Now, not only have they done that, but they've grown into one of the fastest growing watch brands in the world, shipping to over 160 countries, and I get why, because their watches are amazing. Oh yeah, the price paired with the quality of a Movement watch is really unbeatable. For a watch of the same quality from any other brand you could be paying upwards of 400 or 500 yep. bucks a movement watch is going to cost just a fraction of that and movement is able to offer quality watches at amazing prices because they own the entire process from start to finish there's no outsourcing which means tons of savings passed right on to you and your watch ships right to your door for free if you're not totally obsessed you can ship it right back at no cost to you i love not only their watches but like their accessories everything they so are good. truly a high quality brand i've i've owned some of their pieces for years they are in the accessories pair so well with the watches as well yes i have this watch that i love that i'm wearing i also just got the dot 36 in caviar black which is the most beautiful watch of all time seriously it's sleek Ugh. it's sexy it's classic it's definitely been my go-to accessory especially when i'm going out you know tonight i am going out and i'm wearing a little black dress number Cute. with my sleek sexy Cute. caviar black watch it's so good um you just have to check out their collection. They're amazing. If you want to elevate your look with style that doesn't break the bank, join the movement and get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash chatty. That's mvmt.com slash chatty. Uh, so healthcare workers, as we've seen over the past two years, especially are actual angels in human form. And you cannot convince me otherwise, okay? Working around the clock in wild, unpredictable, often scary scary circumstances healthcare workers are amazing and they deserve a daily uniform that matches which is exactly what figs is on a mission to do figs has completely taken over lately you guys i swear my entire doctor's office my dentist my cat's vet the team at the esthetician's office they all wear figs i i see people all the time wearing them just even on the street too and i don't blame them because they are not the itchy boxy scrubs of the past figs are so cute figs uses their innovative technology technical comfort technology to blend comfort style and durability into high performance scrubs that help you perform at your best whatever the day throws at you that's the key with figs the focus on functionality which if you're working in any sort of medical field is essential figs are all made with a four-way stretch fabric that makes them ridiculously comfortable and they're moisture wicking anti-wrinkle and thanks to antimicrobial technology in the fabric anti-odor 
Plus, some of their styles have up to 20 pockets. Wow. 20. Uh, fig scrubs come in a huge variety of colors. You can even get yours with a custom embroidery. I I, I actually have a pair of figs. I bought um, one of their uh, sports bras and uh-huh. their joggers, and nice. they're so comfortable. <laughs> I know that I'm not, you know, in this industry, but wow, they're you can comfy. Vouch. And wow, they're cute. F- I can vouch. <laughs> Figs believes the awesome humans in healthcare deserve scrubs that match. So head to wearfigs.com and use code chatty to get 15% off your first order. That's W E A R F I G S.com, promo code chatty for 15% off your first order. So, like, burrito is that your desert island food too i don't know if it's my desert island food dude i think they're such good same food every day not changing uh, any ingredient i mean bur- i eat a burrito every single day so i don't know what to do though. about that that might actually that might be up there i burrito i prefer over tacos yeah i agree same 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 i fully prefer it over tacos i just rather smash the rice and beans all up Yep. into the burrito then Agreed. have it on the side um even though i love a good taco platter but the burrito yeah is it superior. doesn't compare it's it the bean the and cheese it's the bean and cheese dude i'm pouring the salsa on the burrito oh my Ooh-wee. god with a little lime <sighs> dude my favorite so desert island i mean my burrito, second burrito. favorite meal is a cheeseburger well let's talk about this so then what's your favorite meal mm-hmm. birthday meal birthday meal you know they go oh you you know eat whatever you want we'll take you anywhere whatever this you want to eat this is easy Steak, macaroni and cheese, steamed broccoli. Wow. Easy. Wow. Easy. I've asked for that for my birthday. I think I probably, I had, I don't know how many years in a row I've asked my mom to make me that meal and then pie. Steak, macaroni Dude, you, and cheese. That's just a straight up Oklahoma fest right there. <laughs> steak. That matches your hat right now. Steak. And we got steak. steak. Mama, it's my birthday. I want steak, macaroni and cheese. Give me a little bit of broccoli for my cholesterol. And I want some apple pie or pumpkin pie that was just the way you make. Just okay, the way mama, mama makes. Wait, so with that's the your... extra crust on top, mama. You got me? So is that like your last meal? Might be. My last meal. Yeah. Also, then there's some supplementaries like side dishes. Like sure. I would, if I had to do my last meal, it would be the massive. But let's course not say meal. you can go this big. It's got to be like I like what you chose. Okay, three so piece. that's my main course. Can I have a side dish? But you already had two side dishes. Sushi. No, that's not a side. You don't have steak surf and, and turf, no. bro. What are you <laughs> talking about? Then that. throw a lobster on top <laughs> yeah, of the exactly. steak, and then you throw in throw this a lobster then. tail on top of the steak. No, you got so, so steak. Steak. Mac and cheese. No and sauce broccoli. on the steak either. No like aiolis or any bullshit like that. Just I just want up. fucking steak. Wow. Like, like a, a, like a nice filet mignon. T-bone. Oh, not t- like a T-bone, not filet mignon. No, I'm like the, the filet mignon I'm not sold on. I would rather do like a dry aged porterhouse or like wow. a, something like a New York dry aged, just Bone fucking in. like barely raw. Bone in? Yeah. Wow. A bo- I mean, dude, a T-bone, I'm like, there's something about... I loved as a kid, one of my favorite things in the world was gnawing the fat and sinew off the bone. <laughs> sinew. Fuck, dude, that was sick. When I was a kid, it's just like sitting there just fucking gnawing it off. That shit was tight. And then like really good mac and cheese where it's like real cheese baked into it. And there's like a little bit of crusties on top where it's like the cheese oh, is hardened. Oh, with the little breadcrumbs? Cr- no breadcrumbs. Oh, okay. I mean, I like the breadcrumbs on the mac and cheese, but I like when the then the top of it is baked so that it's like kind of like that plasticky kind of like crunch oh my on gosh. the noodles it's... and the cheese. And then it's just that goop on the inside. 
These are what I'm talking about. Mashed potatoes and gravy. Oh, if so I could add to it, mashed potatoes and your, gravy, some creamed, maybe like some creamed spinach and then some broccoli. Creamed corn is fucking bomb too. You know what I love? You know what I love? Yeah, I love the like classic American, like Oklahoma fucking Nebraska. You know what I love on mac and cheese? Style. Hot sauce. <sighs> Game changer. Cholula, dude. Dude. You um, know what I'm missing? Corn mm. on the cob. Sure. The other thing, okay, get me this, my little country boy in my ass, fucking Indiana fish fries. Oh, wow. We would do like bluegill, catch a whole bunch of bluegill and do like big fish fries for the 4th of July. Like fish sticks. Dude, straight up. But you'd be doing like fish fillets and just fucking breading them, deep fry them and have just like baked yams, corn on the cob, fish fillets and the big ass fireworks show. Wow, that sounds amazing. (laughs) Big ass fireworks show. (laughs) So fucking fun. Mine is... uh, Shoot some guns. Pop, pop. In, Good time. In Encinitas, there's a restaurant called La Papagaya. I know about La Papagaya. Because we had that. We talked it's about it. It's so good. Well, you've been there? Yeah. Are you serious? It's really fucking good. Did you go there after we talked about it? No. My, um, my old coworker, my buddy Mikey, his fucking girlfriend is from Encinitas. And we went down there surfing and she took me to La Papagaya. <gasps> Dude, it's my favorite restaurant in the world. It's like, really good. Uh, it's my favorite. They have they have a paella there, which is like you know shrimp and fish mm-hmm. and chicken and the rice and and it is, dude. I, every time I go down there, I eat there, no questions asked. And they have bread that comes out with pesto and oil. It's insane. Like that is by far my favorite meal on planet Earth. No matter how good of steaks I've had and sushi and this and that, it's all great. La Papagaya is like a Mediterranean Latin kind of fusion place. It is my favorite restaurant. That's my last meal. My, and they have bomb sangria, and I'm a big sangria guy too. So like those two things together, I'm set for life. I'd say if you're looking for a good look, we're talking West LA Steakhouse, meat in Santa Monica, meat. You can their whole thing is they have a dry aged room. Oh wow! And so they dry age all the steak in this in this little room. But the way you order is they do like a big butcher paper menu, and they just tell you all the dry ages that are available that day, and you order it by the pound. And Whoa. you just like you order for the table, and you don't order steak for yourself. You sit down with like four to eight people, and you're just like, okay, we need you know four pounds of steak, and you just look up on the menu, and you're like, we want that, and they bring it out, and they just. Slice it on a butcher's And then you just block. take it as you want. And it's dry aged, dude. So it's like, it's just like, it. it's like sushi steak. It melts in your yeah. mouth. It's wow. fucking crazy. I've never <sighs> had, it's really good. And then all you do is order sides along with that. And they just do like really good cocktails, have a really solid wine selection. I love that. But that's been like a go-to birthday. I'm just, I'm like that. That's what I want. That's what I'm. I love that. I mean, going, I, I like, love those too. Don't get me wrong. things. And there's a lot of other meals that, you know, make it high up on my list. I'm a big pho fan, you yeah. know, big ramen fan. I sure. cooked ramen as a job like for a while. Like good ramen is like insane. I was a ramen chef for That's, a little bit. I know you were saying. That's amazing. It's a, I mean, but like, you know, there's all that stuff, but up there for sure. Those are my desert island food might have to be burrito. Last meal would be the steak dinner for sure. What's your favorite movie? Desert Island movie. All my movies are the exact same. I'll say it's whenever I answer my favorite movie, it's going to be the trifecta of no, Patriot, one Gladiator, movie. and freaking... Oh, you um, are... Uh, wow. Ah, 
You wouldn't know. Just you're a steak and eggs guy, dude. I love it, dude. Patriot, the Gladiator, and the Last Samurai. Fuck. You can Desert have three. You gotta have movie. one. I fucking I don't know. What's your Desert Island movie? What are your favorite movies? Some of your favorite movies. Let's see them. Okay, my favorite movie of all time is The Assassination of Jesse James. Really? With Brad Pitt. I like that movie. It's kind of a downer. I know. I don't know what it is. It just, it, it hits me in all these weird ways. You like Westerns? Like 310 I, to Yuma? I do. I, I do like those movies, yes. Have you ever um, seen Lonesome Dove? No. Yeah. You should. It's a HBO miniseries of a book series. And I just was re-watching this the other day, and I, I'm spacing on the name right now. It's, um, it's, uh, um, uh, Batman, what's his name? Well, which Batman? Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Uh, one of his one of his early movies, and I love this movie. It's early though, and no, it's, it's, it's a machinist. No, it's a sci-fi movie. Um, I want to get it here in a second. I'm going to get it here in a second, and it's one of my favorites. I I always forget it because I I always forget to watch it. Um, I mean, there's so many. When I think about like my favorite, I mean, this is the thing is, dude. I grew up. We start talking about like movies. Equilibrium. Mm-hmm. Do you ever see Equilibrium? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's one of the greatest. My thing is, I just, I've consumed. I mean, like you remember, like my all my friends were in the movie family, business. Yeah, they made movies. So you they saw made entertainment. so much. We watched so much, and the way we watched movies with our family was like talking about production talking about who's involved who produced it who's what what the direction is by the way i love that you've seen you even know what i'm talking about when i said whenever i tell people the assassination of jesse james is one of my is my, my favorite movie people are always like what is that and the fact no, that you're like oh dude. good film slow brad pitt i'm like holy shit you do know movies because most people don't even know what that movie yeah. is i mean i love brad pitt Brad Pitt is one of my favorite movie stars. He's he's well, he's a real movie star. Yeah, there's he's not a many legit left. movie star. Young Brad Pitt too is just so tight to me. But fuck, dude, I'm like, dude, when you talk about movies, it's like some of my favorite movies are straight up like Dumb and Dumber is one of my favorite sure. movies. But I think that's like peed my pants laughing at Dumb and Dumber. But, the Pink Panther movies. But are you got to take into movies. you got to take because we're talking Desert Island movie. You got to take into account. You're going to watch it. This is the only movie you have. So it, it can't, Fuck you know me. what I mean? It have to be careful. That's why I want Assassination of Jesse James is because it is slow. I don't want a fast paced movie because I'm going to get bored with it quick. That's my mentality on it. Yeah. But when you talk about like, okay, if you were to go into the Western genre of movies, I'm like, you're to, to settle on the assassination of Jesse James. I'm like, dude, you I didn't, have, I didn't say it was the best. I, would I said, go into, I like it the most. I know, but have you seen the spaghetti Westerns? Oh yeah. They're amazing. The Sergio Leone movies. I've seen, like, I mean, I've Once seen all Upon of them, a Time in I've, the West. But I've seen some of them. See, that's where I'm like, I can't, I would not be able to, I, I would All have I can to do pick. is pull from my experience. I and my experience is valid and my feelings are valid. Uh, favorite show as a kid? Fucking Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z? Hell yeah. That yes. was your go-to? Easy hands down, dude. I still think about Goku and Gohan, all mm. they had to overcome. <laughs> Mine was Power Rangers. Oh, hell yeah. <clears throat> Power Rangers. Uh, and it's funny because the other day we turned on like a modern Power Rangers a little bit and Amber was like so into it. And I was mm -hmm. like, dude, it's genetic because I was obsessed. My mom was telling me the other day about the story that when I found out, she's like, you went to this friend's house and you came back and it was like you had seen God. And you were just like, mom, 
got to tell you about this thing I saw. And it was like a four-year love, you know, for Power Rangers. It was like I was buying the gear. I was going to, I would visit, I would visit like video stores where like they were doing like a signing. Like I was obsessed with Power Rangers. I had the swords. What was the wizard's name? The dude who lived in like the crystal Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking oh, about, or the the robot, whatever their robot. They name look was. so bad too. Looking back, it's like they're literally just it's they're, a dude like, in a suit with like a robot. Well, head. it's so bad too because like the, the the costumes are so bad. They Zobron. move. They move. They're like literally like made of yeah. like fuzz. So like so the guy will move and his head will go like this. It's like, it's... I'm pretty sure his name is like Zobron or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, he was like he was like corny too. He was really like let's get him. I mean, I was I dressed as Power Rangers for a long time. Tommy was my dude. That was your dude. Jason, Tommy, you know, Billy. Okay. Here's a sidetrack. Billy, the blue Ranger came to our school when we were freshmen. Yes. Wait, in high school? Yeah. In high school. (laughs) And he spoke to our class about bullying. He was an anti-bully speaker and he was traveling around as that. And it was the whole thing was he had actually, I was a power ranger. So sensitive. You know what? I'm going to warn everyone. We're going to warn you. This is, um, we're going to talk about some stuff right now. Billy the Power Ranger came to our school to talk about how he was bullied for being gay on the set of Power Rangers. Really? Yeah, because That's he was he was he was gay and the other Power Rangers basically he's like, you know, I had to quit the show because Whoa. they would make he's like they would make fun of me and be like, "Oh, like you kick like a girl." And all this kind of stuff and they'd tease him and he came to our high school and was talking to us about this except like I felt bad because at the time he came to our school, it was like he was being bullied all over again. That's what I was going to say. But high school students can't handle, especially back in the day, kids are like way more aware now of like this kind of stuff. But like back in like mid 2000s, kids were not like, we were not, dude. No one was like aware of like, like how ignorant they were. This was some shit I've talked about with Beck a lot because Beck is born in 95. I'm born in 89. What Mm, year were you born? Yeah. We were, dude, we grew up where it was like... Very different. Dude, we're the end of like... The real... Oh my god! Real gosh. ignorant there's shit. There's no... We were like... There's no sensitivity to what we were like... There was no like sensitivity toward people's feelings. There wasn't interest in like uh, being understanding. No. It was like, this is how shit is and get in or get out. So I thought it was fucked up that he had to... I thought it was... What I thought was fucked up, maybe this is a Libra in me, that I was like, your coworkers shouldn't be doing that. They should be supporting you. They shouldn't be laughing or they shouldn't be teasing you in this way. What I thought was funny was I was like, really? I was like, they, it was literally, they said you kicked like a girl. I was like, that's some Sandlot shit. Where they're like, you play ball like, like a, a girl. girl. And I was yeah. like, these are like 30-year-old men. 30-year-old like and professional fucking... actors on like their 10th season. Yeah, the Power Rangers. Like you guys are all like, wealthy. Like, what is the happening? insults we're throwing around That dude. is insane to think that men uh, and women in the show, they they take off their like children's outfits of their while they're playing silly Spandex children onesie. and then mocking someone. I actually thought it was like kind of insane because I was also like Hollywood. If there was any of place to be safe in the nineties, it's it's Hollywood. But then I was like, if there was ever an unsafe place, it's a bunch of actors who realize they're trapped. They're insecure. Into being they're on a super insecure. Horrible kids action show. No one takes them seriously. That's no just one gives a them other step up from Barney because like you yeah. just have a sick toy fucking Actually, franchise. Barney's way more of a legend. <laughs> Barney, dude, we still sing Barney songs. Clean up, clean up. 
Everybody, dun, 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 dun. everybody, do your yeah, yeah. That's a great song. Everybody, do Ember your doesn't share. really like that song because she doesn't. Kids agree. don't like to clean up, dude. dude. She is. There's, there's. She's the worst cleaner of all. Time. Ruth is a hard hands down. Ruth and Evan. I mean, Ruth and Evan. Ruth and Ember are fucking peas in a pod. Like I literally just walk in and be like, she's like, cleaned up, and I'm like, no, you shoved some things in a corner. Oh, Ruth is a, she shoves it <laughs> under her bed. Ruth will be like, Ruth will make a massive mess, running all over her room, doing this like happy, weird run where she just is like, right, 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 just chaos. And I'm like, hey, like you need to help me clean up, or we're not gonna do like you know whatever. Fun you're not stuff. gonna have a chocolate. You're not gonna have a cookie. We're not gonna watch Thomas the Train. We're not gonna do these things. And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, like we got to sit down and clean up. She goes, well, my neck. Hurts. Oh, classic. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Ember does the thing where right before bed, if she doesn't want to go to bed, you know, she won't say she doesn't go to bed. She'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to go. To, you know, I'm like, it's time to go to bed. She's like, okay, I'm getting all ready. And she's right, we're in bed. And she just goes, oh, my leg is, oh, oh, my, the cramps are so bad oh oh and she's like wrenching in pain and i look at her and i go 10 seconds ago you were fine she goes i don't know what's going on it's just <laughs> it's so bad you know and then all of a sudden we'll work on the leg you know and then yeah, i'll get called in 40 it? minutes later my and she's, and she's just like my throat is so raw dude. and i'm just like dude i know what's going on in Ruth here does the same exact shit they're smart. I don't. Oh, are you ready for this? But it's cute is the thing is like the reason they keep doing is because when they're little and they're like, my neck hurts. It hurts. Well, it and works. You're like, it oh, works. it's so cute. Let me rub your little neck, you little so, desperate little baby. I got a great story. Check this out. Other day, my parents watch Amber. I call them up. I'm like, I'm, I, I just have too much work. Jess is out of town. Like, I need someone to help me. I need like a day. So they come, I, I, I drive down there. I drop her off. I take her for the day. I pick her up it's the like next... It's like a two-hour turnaround for you. Dude, seriously, but whatever. It's something. So I get down there. They take her. I come back the next day. And they're like, we got to tell you this story that happened. And I was like, what? They're like, we're outside of Costco. And next to Costco is like a, I don't know, toy store or something like that. And she goes, can we go into that store? Your parents live in Long Beach still? No, they live uh, in San Clemente. Okay. And they're like, can we go to that... She goes, can I go to that toy store? And... um. My parents go, no, we got to go. She goes, please, please. And she does this like lip out thing. And, I, and my parents go, okay, fine, let's go. And she goes, yes, I love begging. It works every time. Plus, I'm an only child. My my dad said he's like the honesty and the the just smarts of what happened in front of me. He goes, I w I was so far from actually being disappointed or angry or frustrated or anything. He's like, I respected it so much that I just was like, I, I like he's like I almost like lost the inability to say no or yes. I we just walked in, we bought her a toy because it was like. It, it was funny because it's like she has these moments where it's like it's almost like she's an adult playing the role of a child and for, and forgets that she's a child and like lets down her acting for a second. Like the fact that she just outed herself 
It's like, oh, I'll have this incredible manipulation tactic that works every time. And then she just for a second was, oh, oh shoot, I, I didn't mean to say that. I shouldn't have said that. I, just, I added myself. Straight up said, like, I'm aware that I'm an only child. I'm aware that I can get special treatment because of that. And I'm also aware that, like, certain types of begging really works. <laughs> I mean, that's when, like, Ember's so smart. And she really is, like, the sweetest kid ever. She doesn't have that, like, real ornery side. So she doesn't have the troublemaker side that a lot of kids do. But what she does have is just an extreme level of, like, she knows when we're weak she knows when we're tired and she goes i can sense they're tired they've been overworked they're talking about how tired work has been for them hey you guys uh you don't mind if i do this thing right i can have another chocolate right oh oh sure sure okay cool like i i got they're weak right now i'm not gonna strike when they're hot I'm, they're not gonna strike when they're when they're strong i she's can wait. sense the she's weakness gonna find her opening <laughs> dude she finds her opening <sighs> Like a little assassin. Could you believe that? Jesus. And plus, I'm an only child. Oh my god! <laughs> oh we talk my about god. when Ruth and when Ruth and Frank are separated for like a day or two. Yeah. The sort of like Frank, the happiness Frank has to just play with the toys. Oh, all and her not toys have or whatever. Take all the toys. Oh, does she? She. Have- is she a toy taker? Ruth does the like. Ruth doesn't even know a toy exists until Frank is having a good a classic, time with it. classic. And then it's yeah. Oh, I need. I that. need that toy, and it's like no, he just picked it. And then it up. she takes it from Frank, and then if Frank comes to get the toy, she just like smacks Frank in the head, and you're just like, bro, like no, you She's can't. Like, there's do a that. hierarchy here, but there's also a thing where it's like when you're reading, like, you know, with siblings, like you can't. They have to learn how to solve, but not really solve. They have to learn how to navigate these situations. You can't intervene every single time it happens. Otherwise, they never learn the coping tools or like, you know, they just never learn how to deal with it. Yeah. So you just have to let them, you just have to sometimes sit back and watch them. Let them figure it out. Like let him stick up for himself a little bit. Hardest things to do, I think, as a parent is to just like let your kid figure it out. Mm. Even if it's like they fell down or whatever, but just allowing them the space to process and just navigate their emotions and all that. But it's just like, dude, when Ruth is constantly taking his toys and all that, I can't help but sympathize with the little guy. Well, you're also like the Libra thing. Jess is the same way. It's like justice must be served. And so probably for you, there's like a sense of like, this is unjust. Like mine for Ember is like letting her be bored. Oh, I definitely. That's where I'm working more on that. It doesn't, I'm, I think because I was raised in a household where like justice was absolutely not served. Mm -hmm. So like, I was also just like, I'm also not a Libra, but I'm also like a Libra, the letting Ember be bored. That's a hard one for me. Not hard, but like, you know, I want her to have fun and I'm always kind of like thinking, oh, I want to get her entertained for some reason. I think probably because it makes my life easier if she's entertained. That's the reality of it. But there also is a side of like, you know, I don't know. I feel bad if she's like sitting around or whatever, but it's so good for her because I think about how much boredom created in me, creativity and ideas. And, you know, like when I'm constantly stimulated, my brain kind of shuts off. But when I don't have anything to do, your brain kind of starts to go. What about this? What about well, this? dude, about that's this? where the absence of screens for these kids is like so fucking important sure. of just being like allowing them to like, I think it's really hard to like 
I mean, the truth is, is it's about 10 to 15 minutes, five to 15 minutes of patience with yourself to just let your kid annoy the fucking shit out of you <laughs> yeah, it'll so that you, you don't just give in and put on TV <clears throat> yeah, for them which can be tempting, put on man. a game. It's so tempting because 15 minutes can feel like five hours sometimes. Especially when you come home from like, like a long day of work and you're trying to like, uh, trying to chill for a second. And, the kids, and I know, excuse me, I know it's like my kids are toddlers. So like, it's a lot easier to just be like, their world is really fun. As they get older, it's harder, but it's like, it really is just patience with yourself more than anything yeah. of like, let them freak the fuck out and then they'll go entertain themselves because they're a little kid and their imagination is active. It's not dead like ours are as adults. Theirs is insanely active. That's that's, that's what I found. And they'll fill that time if you just let them do it and they'll get better and better and better at it if you don't intervene. Like that's the truth. That's where I struggle though is like she's gotten older. Mm -hmm. She's smarter now. She needs more, um, like, depth to the playing. She needs more depth to the options. So it becomes a little more challenging where it's like, I can't really blow her mind with the simple stuff anymore. It's like... Get her a video camera. Oh, no. So she, we do. We She has a camera. She has multiple things like that. She has drawing boards and all this stuff. So she, she loves it. But um, it's interesting. She Because Ember's number one love language is, like, social interaction. She loves like going to the park with four friends is like literally she could be she's in heaven. You know, so I can't believe you just said Ember's number one love language is look how far you've come. In I know therapy. just from just first from the last week. From I just love started languages. a new therapist. You know what? I haven't done therapy in like two and a half weeks. And that's the most I, that's the longest I've gone in like four months. And I'm, I miss it. Do you feel lost? Do you, know you feel unhinged? You know what's funny? I find myself, and this is very like classic, but I usually don't think this way, but since I stopped therapy in the last two and a half, three weeks, I've thought to myself, I wonder what my therapist would think about this. Stop it. I know. Because because this this guy I talked to, like he's such a good sounding board for me that like I want to talk, there's an issue going on with me that I'm like, I want to talk to him about it. I'm interested in his thoughts. You know what I loved? I started a new therapist. She's going to be an EMDR brain spotting therapist. Because I need special attention. I need some special I was gonna say, shit. That's I'm some, a special that's case. very different. Yeah. Yeah. I need some. I'm really fucked up. Um, not actually, though. But I just need, you know, for me to break through, I'm going to need some really intense stuff. Some really, really intense. Um, she explained the term toxic masculinity to me for the first time in a way that I actually understood mm. it. It's kind of interesting. It was almost like, uh, you know, whatever. That's fascinating. It was fascinating. I was going to bring it up for us, but we don't have to go there. But well, let, let's go into it next week, maybe. We can. Do you know what it we're means? Kind of, we're kind of done right now. We're going to wrap it up. Do you know what it, it means? Because I had no idea. She was like, are you familiar with this term? And I was like, I mean, I've heard it one million times. Uh, let's see. It's been directed towards me from I a certain say person, but I don't I know what they're talking about. understand it. Um, I would guess if I could guess what toxic masculinity, like, like an actual meaning versus like my interpretation or whatever. Yeah. I would think it has to do with almost like a male privilege, privilege type thing where it's like, I'm using my, the way, like my, nope. the, the way I interface in the world is, is different than other people so therefore i kind of like am elitist with how i operate and kind of like you should just 
basically you're it's my world you're living in it kind of situation no nope okay so at least not how she described it how'd she describe it she described it it's about um male masculine stereotypes that men apply to themselves that are actually toxic to the male identity Oh, or the okay. masculine identity. So it's like living up to a name. So ideas like showing emotion is weak and makes you a pussy is like toxic masculinity. Oh, interesting. It's like toxic it's to like our masculinity. Versus your... Being like, actually, being able to admit vulnerability is extremely masculine. Uh, okay. Trying to put up a shield and say that, you know, like no, you're it's impervious not. to feelings. No, it's is not. toxic to your masculine. Exactly. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's what she, and I was like, oh, interesting. Because we Those were going Power through, Rangers should have heard that. She was like, you know, your stuff. She's like, do you have trauma in your life? And I was like, I mean, I wouldn't really describe it as trauma. I would just be like, it's life. Everyone has life. Life is hard. And this is what happens. And like, everyone has things that happen to them. If it's not what happened to me, it could be all these other situations that happen to everybody. So I why am I going to get down and feel bad about myself and throw a pity party for myself and be like, Oh, I need all this special attention. And really it's like, pull yourself up and fucking deal with it. And she's like, yeah, you know, like I really think like we should explore like this concept of like making space for yourself and these things of like, it's okay to like, yeah. da, 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 da. and it was like, she was talking to me about this and I was like, no, no one's ever really like, explained it yeah in no, that way and my i was therapist like it's never actually said, really interesting yeah my, just, my therapist never said toxic masculinity the words but that's been a big part of mine is like i'd always kind of dismiss problems as like uh well you know it is what it is or or people have it much worse than i do so therefore i can't come i can't talk about it was this pretty much i mean i was like dude one of the kids that works for me like uh, he's 19 and i was like you know his dad three weeks ago was fine he, they just pulled the plug on him. He wound up in the ICU randomly. They just had to pull the plug on him. His dad's dead now. And I was just like, the kid's 19 years old. And right. like, we're out. He's all freaking out about asking for a couple weeks off of work. And we're like, dude, whatever. Like, whatever you take need. as yeah. much time as you need. And it's just like, nothing I have going on is that compares. Bad? So what am I, why would I ever even make room for what I feel? But that's not how life works, right? No, there's, it's there's not, not, there's not how like a balance works. where it's like you have to go in and check to make granted, sure that your feelings are valid. Granted broads, this is not the, you know, all the, you know, this is not the all encompassing definition of toxic masculinity. This, was this like, is just uh, how my therapist relayed it to me. And right. I'm simply restating what she said. Yeah, this isn't like the only definition. This is like, this is but like it a definition home for me. you needed to hear this side of it. The yeah. way she explained it hit home for me and I really appreciated it. It was a nice moment where I could like sit and reflect on these things of like, I can still allow time for me to feel things yeah. even though maybe other people are feeling things differently or they're going through different things. Anyway, it was just like, I was like, wow, that's a nice little, it made me think about it differently and be like, dude, holy shit. Like, uh -huh. Oh dude, all this stuff in my life of like stuff. My mom has said to me, where oh, I'm yeah. like, you are like, you know, you mother. <laughs> Yo, dude, honestly, it's funny. I never talked about my parents or I never talked about childhood stuff. And then the second I started all this, I, I realized like I'm talking about it like the whole time. And it's like, whoa. Like, Dude, I literally, she asked me about childhood and I was like, what do you mean about my childhood? My childhood was 30 years ago. <laughs> I was like, why would we talk about like my childhood? Ex, like an old ex. 
I was like, what do you mean? I was a child until I was two years old. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? Why would I talk about I was about working that? at one. What matters? That that was then, dude. This is, we're talking about now. Why would we talk about that stuff? Oh, my God. <laughs> Help us. Well, the merch has dropped. Yo, support us. Support our journey by buying our merch. You know what? Please, please take pictures in the merch and send it. Yo, for real. Also, that would be fire to repost a bunch of people in these in these in these shirts because we are so pumped on also, them. Also, dude, we have sick. Uh, you know, if you are a supportive broad bro, and you bought broads merch, we did something. We sent an email to you. If you had previously you, purchased, if you previously purchased merchandise. We sent you a promotional discount because we appreciate your prior support. And anyway, you have a promotional discount in your email. We Check love you. your spam. We sent it just to you, just for you. Just for you. So check that out. Don't miss it. Peace but and love. We've been we've been teasing this merch for a really long We're time. We're super stoked. We we had a, we had a blast shooting it. The merch oh, we is had fire. So much fun. Um. Yeah. It's 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 really fun merch too. I think that's the difference too. Is like ours is just really fun, and I think you guys are gonna have a blast getting it and like taking pictures in yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's, the it's a good time. Merch, the broads merch is not fun. Our merch <laughs> is fun, but broads also merch if you're not a fun person, some of the broads merch is still up there. So you if you're not like, fun, you probably wouldn't like this. So no, don't so have fun. Yeah, if you're fun though, you'd like it, and your friends would probably like it too, and they'd probably think you were fun if you wore and it. If you're not fun, maybe get the merch so that you become fun. It's also bachelorette party vibes, which it is. I think is tight. It is absolutely. Anyway, we love you guys. Um, take pics in the Thank merch. We so love to much. see it, and we will see you next week. Next. Mr. Wade, next week we will see you. Peace I'll and love. Always, I'll always return, Mr. Wade. Ra's al Ghul never dies. Chat soon. <laughs>